0: You've reached Conversation with Mr. A. This is your host, Anthony Apostilla. Thank you for listening. Let's get right to the episode. Welcome to another edition of Conversations with Mr. A. This is your host, Anthony Abastilla. So for this edition, it is my pleasure to have uh, Mr. Noel Mendoza. He is involved in a lot of activities, community activities. He's an, in, he's an entrepreneur. He's involved with a lot of connections, board members, board directors. Uh, for starters, Noel, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for letting me uh, be part of this uh, uh, podcast.
0: Awesome. So, um, so for our viewers, especially those who are younger, uh, some may not know what an entrepreneur is. Can you, uh, briefly describe what does an entrepreneur do? Like what, what is their role?
1: Uh, what is it exactly? That's a pretty broad question. Um, I think entrepreneurship is mainly someone that's, uh, how can I say this? Uh, like a business owner, like myself as, uh, Self-made, you know, uh, working harder to their goal and uh, learning from trial and error of uh, learning how to run a business. You know, as an entrepreneur, uh, not not everybody can be an entrepreneur. You know, like most people can't be a doctor, or most people can't be a lawyer. But same thing in entrepreneurship, not everybody can be able to run their own business and be successful. So a lot of people fail as well, you know, but a true entrepreneur is the person that always never gives up and just learning from their mistakes and tweak it a little bit. And, you know, keep getting up, learn and stepping up and hitting your goals and uh, moving forward, you know, and that's part of, for me, entrepreneurship is about. Can you um, tell our listeners a little bit
0: about just uh, some of the experiences and just some of the things uh, you, you've done up to this point?
1: Can um, you more detailed?
0: Sure, sure, that. sure. So, I mean, you've you've been involved in uh, different businesses. Uh, currently, you work as a you've been in you've been in board members. How did you get to that point? Like, what are some of the things that you've done? So,
1: well, I started off. Um, I am a drop-off college student. I was going to school uh to become a nurse is because what my i'm filipino american my family you know that's what they wanted me to be um to go to nursing school it's more of a stable type of a job right but ever since uh my you know working that position not everybody could be able to do that um and when i was going to clinicals and uh Working as a CNA as well. Uh, There's a couple people that passed away, and I had a counselor that was an RN uh, when I was in college. Say, don't take this job personal. As much as you like caring for people, uh, we have to go to counseling as well. You know, I think what what took a toll on me is when my grandma passed away, uh, maybe 10 years ago. Where I, I just prayed about it and be like, I don't think this is for me, you know, So I went to a different venue and prayed about it and started, well, I, I need to change my different path of career. you know, I, I can't be a, a nurse, but my grandma was a, an entrepreneur and she was a businesswoman as well. and uh, started off uh, from the bottom, actually. Uh, a in Seattle, because um, over here in, in Kitsap County, there's not that much jobs here. You know, uh, if you really want to make the big bucks, you got to literally drive to to the big city. Because mainly here in Kitsap County is more uh, military, working in the shipyard, right? And literally have a a, a degree to get a job. If, if the shipyard wasn't here, it's probably be a ghost town. So, um, there was a. Uh, I applied for a marketing consulting firm over there in Mill Creek and in, in Bothell, and uh, what what I liked about it was mainly there was a management and training program. Uh, where I started off, and there's people that was there in the in the firm and the consulting firm, sharp dressed up, they had nice cars. These guys are making tons of money, and some of them have bachelor's degrees, master's degrees, and different kinds of clients that they hold—fortune uh, five hundred companies, fortune one hundred companies—and I was just like, just shocked. I was like, "Man, I wanna, I wanna change my career path, and you know, uh, see what, how how would I do?" And uh, when I got an interview, I said, "Why do you want to change?" I said. You know, I don't think medical was for me. And uh, just trying to start from the beginning. So there was entry-level position, but I I work harder. I, I told the, the, the boss, I want to be like you. Whatever you're doing here, you must be doing something right. Where all you're doing is doing interviews. And I see you only talk to your management. Mm-hmm. And after you are done talking to your management, you... Just do your emails and just making, you're making a lot of money and talking and doing like uh, meetings and Zoomed and all that kind of stuff. And it's like I I want to be where you were. I want to write checks to employees and say, well, there's a management training program for this. So, I, I, well, he basically told me, uh, if you work harder for your, if you work harder for yourself, you could get there. Don't work harder for me. Work harder for yourself. At the end of the day, and you you will get to to there. And uh, I started from the bottom. I became a, a, a market director to uh, uh, a market director and uh, to uh, market manager and to assistant manager within like five or six months. And then I landed to one of my uh, top clients in that in that client firm. Uh, one of our top client was actually uh, around the time, it probably like six or seven years with uh, DirecTV uh, and AT&T. And this is where the big merger was uh, that was uh, purchased in 2015, 2016 of an $86 billion merge. And uh, I was very grateful to be part of this campaign where I was a part of history of a Fortune 7 company that I'm doing business with, you know. And that's how I started my, my uh, platform and my career where that was one of my clients that I did business with and on my portfolio and working my way up, I got promoted to... Uh, run my own company uh, and with our client with them and traveled around all across the country and um, got promoted to Los Angeles with other clients not just with uh, AT&T but with other uh, Fortune 100 companies that we we worked with um, as well so we were working with um, Costco was one of our clients uh Senegal. Um mm-hmm. uh we also uh AT and T. Uh Stanky was a CEO. Um, Best Buy was our client as well. And so so forth. There's there's so there's there's so much that we were building relationship with these clients to try to make their company get bigger.
0: Um, I think one of the key words you're saying is about relationships. It sounds like, uh, from what you're saying, building relationships, uh, not only with clients, with people, is uh, critical. Am I right
1: on that? Um, It's a people business. and uh, When I got working my way up uh, in the firm is uh, I, I work harder. Everybody was just a clock in and out. You know, and was there for a paycheck. I was there for an opportunity. You know, um, I was there. I wasn't born with a, a silver spoon. I was born in the Philippines. And my parents worked hard for me to get to where we were at. You know, we, we live in America where education, you know, was paid by the taxpayers, you know, and we have access to. All these resources in our community in the Philippines, we don't have those types of things. So I'm forever grateful for my parents to instill this to my head. Like, hey, we got you here to America. It's up to you to be where to live an American dream, and uh, just having great mentors in in business got to me. Got to be where I'm very grateful to be where I'm at. I have mentors that. Shoot, they're making international money around. They're younger than me, like 32 years old, 28 years old. They're making not just US dollars, they're also making yen, pound, pesos, and they're learning how to make passive income. You know? And these are the people that are are the one percenters and the seven percenters, are people that run the economy. And. You you don't learn this stuff in in, you don't learn this stuff in in college, you learn this stuff from entrepreneurs and go getters, you know.
0: So you, you made a um. I know you you said a little bit earlier as well that um, not everyone can be entrepreneurs, and I think a question I was wondering is uh, why is that, and also, uh, what are the biggest mistakes that uh, entrepreneurs or I, I'll call them rookie
1: entrepreneurs make? I think. It's, it's no different than like mm, working out, right? Uh, it, working out is hard work, right? Same thing in, in, in the business. It's like it's not physical work like a blue collar type of you know physical work. It's mentally like as entrepreneurs, it's lonely days, hard nights. Your circle is going to get smaller because it's mental toughness. It's really mental toughness, you know. You're 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 trying to always try to find a way to make your business get better, and if you look at uh, successful entrepreneurs, um, like my mentors told me, just just look at uh, how Jeff Bezos started his business, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and look at his story. It started off as what Amazon, and People never believed him how he was just gonna sell books, but it went beyond that. Someone like Howard Schultz, how can everybody didn't believe in him where he could sell five dollar coffee? Banks denied him, you know. And looking at all these, these they went through tough times. These entrepreneurs, and it's 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 hard. Mental toughness. You you have to literally sacrifice a lot of your time, even with your family, just to be in in the top. You know. So same thing with um, who's the the CEO of of, of the Dallas Mavericks? Um, uh, oh,
0: what was his name?
1: Um, from
0: Shark Tank. Why am I drawing a blank here? I know who you're talking about. I just
1: can't remember his name. Uh... I'm going to cut up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, he, he basically said, you know, he he wakes up at 3 o'clock in the morning uh, every day is because he wants to be ahead of everybody else. Because he he mentally scares himself uh, that any day... Ma- Mark Cuban. Yeah, Mark Cuban. Yeah. He He scares himself every single day that Somebody is gonna take over his position.
0: He's pretty intense. I've seen not only uh, Shark Tank but it does other interviews. He he really does believe that. I, he's <laughs> I can I can tell
1: he's. I like, uh, I wake up I wake up around two thirty every morning three o'clock I'm already up awake uh, before everyone else you know because I've learned that in the business industry where why do you think there's a three o'clock news? It's for people like entrepreneurs like myself already ahead of the, everybody else people wake around five or six o'clock in the morning but entrepreneurs that are ahead of the stock industry or you know in, in wall street they are already planning their, their day they, they want to know what's going on in the in the market they want to know the news what's going on so they can plan their day ahead of everybody else how do you um here's a question
0: how do you protect uh those ideas, because I would imagine as an entrepreneur, I'm pretty sure you have different ideas or new ideas that come out, and there's always the risk that other people may steal it. How do you protect those new ideas or just uh, you know just fresh ideas so it doesn't get stolen? So if you came up with like a good
1: idea or something, I, yeah. Oh, like ideas of yeah. of your branding and stuff. Correct. Like, um, I would I would patent it and secure it where no one else could be able to uh take that ideas from you, you know, and uh try to find an investor or even try to invest in yourself, you know, and build your, your business, you know. Um I think in, in, in entrepreneurship it's I always try to bet on myself. You know, and in in business uh it's totally opposite what uh, school teaches in philosophy of business. In uh, how I, how I say this is in school, copy, cheat, and steal is uh, bad, right? To copy, cheat, and steal, you will never get anywhere in the world. But in business, copy, cheat, and steal is actually a good thing. Is because the people that are mentors that made money already. In the business world, and can adapt to the same philosophy, they already broke the Da Vinci Code. Why rewrite the? Why reinvent the wheel? Right. Mm-hmm. That's that. So that's why when my mentors tell me, "Hey, do A, B, and C, and you'll get your results X, Y, and Z." Sometimes I'm scared, is I'm taking big risks, but. Why would it, I listen to my mentors If they've done it already You
0: they know what they're doing
1: yeah. Right And you always One of the things that I, I recommend As being an entrepreneur Always have a mentor Always network up Not downwards Always find that person that you, you can respect in business That's been there That hit that tier of Where they want to be in life Or that much money they made You know Uh and, you know, ask them about how, how, how to get there. And they'll, they'll, they'll teach you. I mean, if you build a great relationship with them, they'll teach you. But there's other places, you know, people charge a lot. You know, of course, yes. you'll see that. Like in YouTube, these gurus pay $10,000 and all that kind of stuff.
0: It's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, one thing you mentioned also uh, to be an entrepreneur, one of the biggest things is having the mental toughness. Um, I'm sure there has been probably some occasions you might have had some self doubt or dealt with doubt from others. Uh, my question is, um, how how did you deal with it? Like uh, you know, just occasional whatever self doubt or like doubt from others. Like, what was how did you combat that? Um, uh, because I, I know as humans, sometimes we have like self doubt. You know, people we doubt ourselves, or people doubt us. Like, how how do you how did you um, handle that? Because I'm pretty sure you had some moments of like, oh my
1: gosh, what am I doing? Yeah. Uh, well, like my mentors, like my regional consultants and national consultants, uh, they're consulting me uh, because we're business partners. But when they tell me to do some things. Out of my own pocket, right? It's it's scary because it's an investment, mm-hmm. you know. Um, like investing, invest this much money into your business in recruiting, or invest this much money for your business for for this, and this is the result that you'll get. They put a price there, to you know, to for your to do this for your business, but instead of listening to them. I probably just put half the price for that. I that I put on there, so I got half of the results. But it, at the end of the day, I should have just listened to them, because if we we're business partners, why why would they tell me something? Why would they tell me something for me to fail if they're my mentors and they want me to succeed? Because if if I succeed. They succeed by by default. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes sense, right? So that's something you know uh, I've learned now. When I try to teach my community now, people ask me about business and stuff. Uh, I don't charge them. I I like people that are small businesses. If they ask me questions about like how to do this or do this. I try to help them out in some what way that I can, you know, because I've learned it for free with these mentors or these gurus of mine, and that you know that makes this economy go around. Uh, and the least I can do is share it to my community and share it to my my people this knowledge because I didn't pay for this. So if you
0: learned something She learned over time.
1: Yeah, it's just through experience that I've that I've. <clears throat> experiencing when I was in that industry, you know? Uh, and it's just it's, it's intense, you know? Now, I know uh, this next question, I
0: kind of feel like you've answered uh, some of it already, some parts of this, but... Um, so I used to work at the high school level, and sometimes uh, some of the students, the seniors, when they're graduating from high school, I'd ask them, hey, you know, what are you hoping to do after, you know, after this all done in high school? they said, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur, which is great, but I guess my question would be, what would you tell those uh, students, uh, you know, specifically senior students that say, hey, you know what? Now, when I'm done with high school, I want to be an entrepreneur. What, what would you tell those students, those younger students?
1: First off, ask them what motivates you first, you know, and why do you want to be an entrepreneur? Like, what, what makes you become an entrepreneur that you'll be successful in being an entrepreneur? you know it it's uh, I wouldn't recommend people to becoming entrepreneurs right away you know um, I would literally let them try it I mean if they want to become entrepreneurs I I don't I don't blame them you know uh, but they they really have to really simulate that like like having a telescope, Having a great target of where they want to be and having a passion for it and to really gasp on what they truly believe in inside their gut, because people talk a lot what they want to be, but it, the walk is harder mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's harder yes. you know there's you could have a million dollar dream, but you only have a minimum wage work, I think. So, everybody can talk. Talk is cheap, you know? Yes, it is. So, it's... At the end of the day, you know, like, I, I, I wasn't a, an A student, you know? But most entrepreneurs uh, that are millionaires and billionaires, you know, they're self, self-made. They're like B's and C students. Look at Bill Gates. He didn't even graduate high school.
0: I think he's done pretty good for himself.
1: Yeah, but there's a lot of people, you know. There's a lot of people that uh, that are entrepreneurs that are just they truly, really believed in themselves, and you really gotta have that focus of uh, they believe in what they profess, what they can be. Like I said, like I recommend people first before becoming an entrepreneur. You know, if you want to be in this industry, follow these successful people first. Follow, read their their uh, read their biographies, right? You know, uh, and what they went through first, you know, and, or read business books first. Uh, like one of my favorite ones is Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. You know that made me change things of looking life, getting out of the rat race, and. The four quadrants of making money, of uh, being an employee, uh, self-employed, being a business owner, or now being an investor, you know, the other two sides, it's, it's, it's all hard, right, you know, Uh, being an employee, uh, yeah, I mean, I can go, I can can go on, I can talk a, a whole lecture about the four quadrants, uh, but I know yeah, we're short amount of
0: time. Well, well um, towards the end of this uh, interview, um, I'm gonna make this a little bit fun. I'm gonna do a thing called uh, word association. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna share uh, a word or two, and uh, yeah, just tell me, just tell me the first things that come to mind. Just, uh, just, just so random words. Um, now, here's a running joke. Uh, here's the first one. So the running joke with all my podcasts, and for those of me who, those of you who uh, knew me uh, when I worked at Timicum is one thing a running joke is pickles I really hate pickles. I think they are the grossest, nastiest, disgusting things in the world but that's just me. So my first question or my first word would be is what do you think about pickles? First thing that comes to mind Sour Okay Um, Barbie
1: Hate it Top Gun Uh, Speed Okay uh,
0: roman- romantic movies. Notebook. Okay. Pizza. Mods. Oh mods is good. <laughs> good. I like I like that one there. Mm. Uh, steak. Uh
1: Roots Chris. Okay.
0: Filipino foods. Uh, what's my favorite Filipino food? Yeah, first, first thing that comes to mind when you think of Filipino foods. Kare, kare. Oh, I like everything in there, too. Uh, Shady businesses. Uh,
1: Stay away from them. Okay.
0: Honest people. Uh, Respectful. Okay. Dirty hygiene. Uh,
1: Take a shower. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Control freaks. Control freaks? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Uh... Code Counseling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All
0: right.
1: Horror movies. Oh. I hate horror movies. Uh, first one that popped into my mind. Uh, ooh, exorcism. Oh, there's a new one that came out too. Oh, really? Very recently.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, politics.
1: Politics. Uh, divided. Okay.
0: Racism. Uh Uneducated okay. video games no time. okay
1: sports cars sports cars mm-hmm. uh hobbies
0: okay um, let's go for one more just for fun. uh how
1: about uh UFC or WWE? UFC or WWE? Yeah. Neither. Okay. I say that is because I trained martial arts since I was six, even till now. And I was uh, trained more of. I, I'm not into more of the barbaric of like MMA and, you know, of watching it in TV and mixed martial arts or, you know, because people back in those days, like I studied karate, do, okura, and gojiru, people were fighting for their lives. Right and uh, these fighting for their lives or for their culture and uh, or like Eastern Orthodox training, you know, and uh, more of traditional. But now it's more like for the money, entertainment for entertainment. And I mean, it's it's if I watch a big fight, if I'm not paying for it, you know, I I, I wouldn't mind watching it,
0: but like I wouldn't pay for it. I have to admit, I'm a sucker for the entertainment. <laughs> I'm yeah, a sucker. Yeah. Oh. I wouldn't
1: mind paying for well watching the Pacquiao and and Mayweather if they if they're really gonna fight.
0: You know, just for fun. Okay, maybe you gotta, I'll go. I'll throw a few more peoples. Uh, Manny Pacquiao. Your thoughts on Manny Pacquiao?
1: Manny Pacquiao. Uh-huh. Uh, people's champ. Okay. Street fighting. Street fighting. Mm, no comment. <laughs> okay. Um.
0: Social media. Social media. Uh.
1: Uh oh, that was a good one. Uh, there's a lot about social media. Uh, it's like new ways. For, it's actually the, the the new version of uh, attractive business, social media, for different platforms. Is people of now, uh, what are those kids that are TikTok? TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but they're uh, influencers. That's influencers, they're. yeah.
0: Social media influencers. Yeah,
1: they're making good money. Uh, yeah. yeah. Logan Paul.
0: There's a few others.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
0: um, Any last things that you would like to tell our uh, listeners? Just final words you want to tell our listeners for this episode.
1: Um, I, well, I appreciate uh, you for once for interviewing me, but uh, for actually, like, about the topic about entrepreneurship and business uh, always have the eye on the prize and if you're really about you know what you really believe in as your, your business or whatever you want to venture off in in, in entrepreneurship like you really got to have it in the passion of your heart and you know keep going through it because if you if you don't you know uh, it's a tough Industry to be in because it's a you know it's an animal kingdom. Where, how how can I say this? If you're not working for your dreams, so you're actually building this for, for someone else. That's basically it in an entrepreneurship. So, I would rather choose my time for myself as an entrepreneur building my own dreams than working for someone else because I'm a terrible employee. You know? And as me as an entrepreneur, and I, I take pride in this because I worked my, my butt off to to be where I'm at and now spending time with my family and enjoying my, my son, my beautiful wife, where life is pay me now or pay me later. Okay. And also, I've learned, you know, I can always make money, but I can never take back time. That's true. So, always appreciate what you have now. You know, time is very valuable. So, and my worst thing for me as an entrepreneur, I tell my my employees is, my worst day working for myself is better than working for someone else. Mm. Mm. Yeah, good. And I take pride in that. So, and you know, and that's why I, I always, as me as an entrepreneur, I'm always gonna bet on myself, cause it's my work ethic. I have to be. It, it, you have to have a great work ethic to be an entrepreneur, you know, and mental toughness, you know. So, but that's it. That's all I have. Thank you so much for your time, Noel. Appreciate it. Take care. God bless. Bye.
0: And that concludes this edition of Conversations with Mister A, featuring uh, being an entrepreneur with Noel Mendoza. A uh, lot of uh, good insight Noel was sharing, especially about being an entrepreneur and just about life in general, about just hard work and sticking with it. And so, um, thank you, Noel, for uh, not only your time but just sharing your words of wisdom. And thank you for listening to this uh, viewer. Uh, I should say, listeners. Thank you for listening to this episode. We will have more episodes to come. Thank you for listening.